Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am really excited about. Um, he's been just crushing it in the world of movies right now. He seems to be attached to every big property, and, you know, like, he, he he's had multiple billion-dollar films. I, I can't imagine what that's like, but I think we're going to find out today. I'd like to introduce you all to Chris Pratt. How's it going, Chris? Oh, man, it's going great. How's it going? Oh, it's going really well. Uh... I'm I'm so glad that like you're on your press tour right now for the Lego movie. Oh man, the, the new one. one, yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to see that. I really love the first one. Yeah, uh, I got it's so different uh, doing you know voice work over actual. You know, not that it is an acting, but it's a completely different, and it's fun to see how it, the process really comes together. Uh, can you like let us know a little more about what that's like? Um, because like I we we've all seen you in movies like Jurassic World, oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, but um, people forget that like the Lego Movie did really well and that yeah. like you were the lead in that. Oh yeah, uh yeah man, it was uh real fun, you know, uh, just being in the studio and like it's we you know because like when you're acting in a movie you're like face to face with someone. We're here you're kind of in a studio by yourself, you know you're like you're seeing it in a way, but then it's like you're just trying to react is there anything special you do to prepare to play a lego man uh well me and my kids uh we just play legos you have one kid yeah yeah you you just play legos with them but like how do you embody emmett like just a yellow lego figure i could imagine like that you're a a well-trained actor like do you have a process like well it's just the personality you know like emmett is very optimistic he's very uh simple you know, it's just very, and so, like, you know, you don't think of it as, oh, I'm a Lego, because you know, you're not acting out as the Lego man. So you don't physically act out as a Lego. No, uh, you know, but you you make sure that that Lego man has a personality and has, you know, carit like, you know, you get it across, like this Lego is a human being with feelings. That's really interesting. So uh, you, you you created this personality. Uh, I know Emmett's big thing was that he created a double-decker couch. Oh, my God, yeah. What was the thought process behind that? I know uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the directors of the film, like they, they obviously wrote the script and stuff. But would you yourself want to own a double-decker couch? Of course, yeah. I mean, as a kid, every kid wants a, you know, bunk bed, right? You want to sit on that top bunk, you know? It's And so it's like... Shit, now we can have a couch that's, you know, bunked. But, like, wouldn't you be afraid that the top couch would, like, fall on the bottom couch and whoever's sitting on the bottom couch would, like, get crushed? Well, you're not afraid with that with bunk beds. You just got to make sure it's sturdy. I wouldn't recommend making one out of Legos. Could you make, like, a double-decker couch that, like, reclines? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with technology nowadays, you can you can have a wraparound couch. You can have a sectional couch. But, like, how... Okay, so I'm just trying to think of the logistics of sitting on a double-decker couch. Okay. Um, how would it be a good movie-viewing experience? Say, like, because you're sitting on the couch, you're watching TV with your family and right. stuff. Whoever's on that top couch, I feel like, has to look down on the TV. Well, you know, when you're rich, you can just buy a big TV. 
Do you have a big TV? I've got a, it's a hundred inch projector screen. Kind of like, it's almost like having a personal movie theater in my house. Oh, okay. And uh, we only watch Chris Pratt movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, like, so I, I know you, you've been in a few things. You've been, you've been in a bunch of things, but like, doesn't that get exhausting? Do you not, cause I know a lot of actors don't like to watch their own performances. Oh, I love it. Really? Love it. Yeah. What's your favorite performance to watch? Oh, uh, Parks and Recs. Wait, so you just watch like, reruns of Parks and Recs? Oh, Rec? yeah, I've watched the whole series about 20 times. Now, you watch Parks and Recs. Do you watch the original Office? The original one? The, or no, no, I mean the like... The British uh, the, one? No, no, not the British Office. I mean like, do because uh, Parks and Rec was a spinoff of The right. Office. Yeah. Do you watch The Office? Uh, let me ask you something. Was I in it? Uh, I think you made a cameo. At one point. I, I can't recall, though. I don't think I was, but I may have made a I, I know. Um, I've done so much, I don't remember. Yeah. But I only watch what I'm in. That's interesting. Um, so you've been in a lot of, like, varying roles. You've been in a lot of action movies, and then you're in, like, a lot of, like, Oscar films. Like, a lot of our listeners uh, might not remember, but you're actually in one of my favorite films, the film Her. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, uh, what, what was it like to like act around uh, an actor that wasn't there? Because uh, one of the main characters was Scarlett Johansson's voice mm -hmm. uh, being like spoken out of a phone. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I guess it was a good preparation for Lego movie where, you know, you're kind of going off the voices and like reacting how they say. But it was a real cool experience, and I, I love just the story of it, you know? And I, with the way technology's going nowadays, I mean, I'm sure there's already someone out there who that movie's very biographical for. You think people are already dating their phones? I think, aren't we all? I don't know. I mean, it, it's an interesting question to pose that, uh, like, technology is, gee, is kind of like you can't live without it. Right, yeah. Have you ever tried living without your phone? Have you ever tried getting off the grid? Uh, yeah, uh, I actually, I like to hunt and stuff. And so, you know, every once in a while, I'll always plan like a big hunting trip out in Washington. And, uh, yeah, for about a week, you know, I don't have really great service, but people know, Hey, this is the week that I'm going hunting. I like deer hunting. Yeah. You're not afraid of like people who may say that's like cruelty to animals or no. Cause I eat it all. You, you eat it. I don't, I don't hunt for a game or for fun or for sport. You know, it's. What I what I what I kill, I'll eat, you know, or I'll give the meat away to family and friends, and I make a real good deer chili. Deer chili, yeah. That's that sounds. I don't know. I've never had deer. I've I've told been told it's very gamey. That it's like it's a taste. I can't eat deer because it's not kosher. So oh yeah no. I mean also I don't think like hunting itself might be kosher because like it's a certain way of killing an animal. Interesting topic. Uh, but yeah. that's not what we're here to talk it's about. It's fun, though. I, you, well, you you know, like hunting? So yeah. You, okay. And you won't go with a phone? You won't use any, like, hunting apps? There's really no apps, you know? I mean, hunting, it's all about just being in the nature. You know, you get up in the deer stand. You got your rifle. You know, you can you set out some corn and stuff, but it's really a lot of sitting and waiting. It's interesting that, like, you bring up, like, guns and such. Because you've been a huge proponent for, uh, like, guns and, like... Uh, a lot of the Hollywood people, like, they're, they're, they're very anti-NRA and stuff, but you seem to have been taking a stance, like, not necessarily pro-NRA, but, like, pro-gun. Uh, what kind of flack have you caught by your peers for that? 
Uh, well, you know, like you said, they're all anti-gum. But, uh, you know, I think it's good to be properly trained, you know? And I don't think, you know, of course, anything in the wrong hands is a weapon, you know? That's fair. You know, you could have a kitchen knife, you know, if that's all, say, Jeffrey Dahmer had, you know, he still would have used that to kill. Like, anything can be used as a weapon, you know? Like, it don't... I don't get offended when I see like a little five-year-old being able to set up and clean a gun because I would trust that part. You know, those aren't the people for the most part, you know, and you don't want to say like they will never grow up and shoot up anyone. All right. This is getting real depressing. (laughs) So I'm going to switch topics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because we try to keep it light here. No, right. right. um, You've been in kind of the the gossip mill recently. I mean, uh, last year you split from your wife, Anna Ferris, after almost 10 years of marriage. Right. She was great, though. You know, we're still on speaking terms. But you're already engaged to another woman. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Right. How did that happen? Wouldn't you want Arnold as a father-in-law? No, that sounds terrifying. No. Oh, man, I can't wait. Really? Yeah, we work out together a lot. Really? That's how I've gotten so buff for all my movies that I've been, you know, Jurassic World, Guardians. You know, I'm not the pudgy kid from Parks and Rec no more. Yeah, you notoriously, like, lost almost 100 pounds to play uh, Star-Lord. Right, I'm a man now, you know, like... I mean, you were always a man, I mean... Yeah, but now I'm a beautiful, fit man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is quite impressive to see you in person. Um, what, what is your routine like? Uh, protein shakes, a lot of protein shakes. And then I spend two hours a day in the gym. Only two hours? That, that seems like not a lot. compared. Like, Well, to- we all can't be Dwayne The Rock Johnson and live in the gym, you know? But yeah, two, two hours is more than enough, you know? And then, you know, you spend that, you watch what you eat. You know, dieting is a big thing of it. Do you miss, like, being able to eat, like, whatever you wanted? Of course. Like, you know, you, the key I, I imagine, day. like, you don't eat cheeseburgers anymore or, like, any, like, fast food. Not fast food, but I'll have a cheeseburger. Every, you know, like, it's not like I'm a straight, you know, salad-only type of eater. Was there a time where all you could eat was salad, though? Because I imagine, yeah, like, when for, dropping when weight. When I'm, like, training, like, for Guardians and stuff, when I have to drop the weight, yeah. But, like, you know. What keeps you going during that time? Because I can un- understand, like, it might be pretty miserable to, like, only, like, eat, like, salad and chicken breast. And, like, you see your son, like, chowing down on some mozzarella sticks. And you're like, oh, I could really eat those mozzarella sticks. Those look delicious. I mean, it's just what you have to do, you know? Like... I get, you know, like acting on screen isn't, you know, all the part of the acting. You have to be prepared for the role. And so I just take it as that, as it's me doing my job, prepping myself for a role. And uh, what, what, what has been the hardest role to prep for? Oh, uh, I guess probably Guardians. Uh, which one? Uh, volume one or volume two? Volume two. Volume two. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what was it getting back into the swing of things or like a little bit? Cause you know, between one and two, I had gained some weight back and, uh, you know, cause once you get started, it's fine. And so like the first one, I was very motivated to get started. Like, Ooh, this is going to be a huge. And even though the, I knew second was going to be a big movie. I had, once you break that habit and then go back to your old ways a little bit, it's hard to get right back into it. 
Uh, what, what did you do to keep yourself motivated to get back into like shape for Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Uh, I kept a shirtless picture of me on the fridge from Guardians 1. Oh, that, that scene where you're like in the prison and they're like yeah. analyzing. Yeah, a lot of, I remember that was like a meme for a while. Like a lot of people were like, whoa. That was the first moment people were like, what, right. what this transformation. I'm not Andy no more. Yeah, do you, do you, you know that's the hardest thing. Like when you become known in a sitcom, is like breaking out of that role, and so you have to do something. Do drastic. you miss playing Andy Dwyer? Oh, of course, he was so fun to play. You know, everyone loves to be an idiot. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it like it almost seemed like kind of like who you were as a person at the time too, because like before you were in acting, you were actually like living in Hawaii, just living out of a van. Yeah, like, I sold knives. You sold knives? I was a I was a door-to-door knife salesman. Was it like Cutco knives? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. I I, I did not know that. Oh. Yeah, that's well, how I paid and then I quit to pursue acting. What what was it like selling selling door-to-door knives? Is there any like uh crossover between being a knife salesman and uh an actor? Uh, I th- it's all performing in a way, you know, like cuz that's all salesmen are just performers to a you know uh, yeah, so it's just, you go there, you charm them, you know, you really got to put on your, and when you're pitching movies and, you know, uh, you know, all auditionings are is selling yourself, you know? And so I think going in that mindset of, you know, instead of I'm selling knives, it's I'm selling myself. But yeah, I think just that skill set is a good one to have. Do you still have the knives that you used to sell? Oh, I bought myself one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do, do, do they still work as well as the like? It's Cutco. It's lifetime warranty. Oh yeah. If if one gets dull, I'll just I'll just send it in and get a new one. What was your sales pitch like? Like, what did you used to like say to people to sell them the knives? Uh, well, luckily, you know, uh, Hawaii is very fish based, and so I would always bring a fish with me. And uh, the fillet knives were very high sellers, and I would just go. I'd fillet a fish, you know. Hunting, I'd you know bring some game with I, me. I imagine there's not a lot of hunting in Hawaii, though. There's a few. You can go deer hunting in Hawaii. Uh, uh boar. Boar hunting. Wild boar hunt. That's a that's a thrill. Really? Just you and a knife. Wait, you so you, you wouldn't have like a gun or anything. You you would just like hunt. No, a wild... I like doing knives with the boars. How, how do you hunt a wild boar? Uh, you got to hide up in the trees. Really? And then when you see it coming, you jump on it and you slit its throat real quick. And you're not afraid of getting hurt or like... No, because, you, you know, you learn... Because you know, I've been doing it since I was a kid. Aren't boars supposed to be like one of the deadlier animals Oh, you, that tusk gets you. You're going to be in pain. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a close call with a boar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had one pierce my leg one time. Really? Yeah. How'd that happen? I uh, just, uh, when I landed on it, he bucked wild and his tusk went right into my calf. Oh, and like, were, were you with friends? Did, did, like, was there anyone to help you? Or, like, how did you survive that? Because I can imagine there must have been a lot of blood. Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't life-threatening, you know. Hey, you, you, you cut the wrong artery. That, that's and- true. That's true. This wasn't life-threatening, and, you know, I just hobbled my way back. We had a, uh, like, a little four-wheeler not far, and I just rode it back to my house. Went, went to the doctors, got it bandaged up, and I was good to go. All right. I mean... Like that—that's that's a crazy story. I can't imagine like what it would be like. That is there any place that you've always wanted to go hunting? Is there any like animal you've always wanted to hunt that like you haven't gotten the opportunity to yet? Oh, oh, let's see. Uh, I'd like to go like to the Dakotas and do some duck hunting. 
Duck hunting. Duck hunting's a lot of fun. I, I, I imagine like duck hunting is, is like not as hard as like hunting a boar though. No, no. Uh, but you know, it's it's an it's fun, you know, because it's like yeah, moving. You know, like they made a I, Nintendo I, I, I game. I used to play. I it. used to play the Nintendo. Yeah. game. But I, I'd imagine there's not the laughing dog that pops N- up. No, in your but mess. you got to have a dog to retrieve the ducks. Really? Oh yeah, Labradors. Re- the, uh, the, that's that you train them throughout the year. You know that way. Whenever you go, you bring your dog hunting, and then they'll go get the. You know, because you're in water for the most part. Oh, you're in stuff. water. Yeah, duck oh. hunts in water. You build a little blind. What's a little blind? Like, just like a thing where, like, you're not kind of out... Like, just like, it looks like a big thing of branches kind of on the shore, kind of. Like, you know, you get up to, like, knee-high, waist-high or whatever, and, yeah, you just shoot ducks. I think this is the most we've ever talked... Yeah. Oh, you you got a little duck call you do. Yeah. That's uh, that's exciting. Uh, I'm I'm surprised you haven't done this already. It seems like a pretty easy thing to achieve for someone of your status. Right, right. Uh, It's what keeps me going, though, you know? If you conquer all your goals as soon as you can, what's the point of living? Uh, besides duck hunting, like, have you ever gone like deep sea diving, like spear hunting and stuff? Yeah, I'm from Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did it all in Hawaii. I, was a very, I mean, you're I, not very, from Hawaii. You I lived, lived there. in Hawaii. I lived there. You're you're originally from Virginia. Yeah, but what sounds cooler, being from Virginia or being from Hawaii? Oh, Hawaii sounds right, cooler. Exactly. But you're not from Hawaii. Right. Well, I came. Do you from consider there. Your, Do you consider yourself Hawaiian? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've. Uh, I don't know. Probably like not technically, but yeah, I have some Hawaiian. You know, I was there long enough. I I've absorbed the culture. Uh, what was the best thing you've absorbed from Hawaiian culture? Oh, man, every year I do a big pig roast. Yeah, we get about a 100-pound pig, and we put it on a smoker. And, you know, you put it on about 5 in the morning, and then, you know, you're just drinking all day. Uh, You have people come over, hang out, and... Yeah, man, it's a good time. I'll invite you to the next one. Well, that would be great. I I would love... Like, who goes to your pig roast? Oh, man, everybody. The whole cast from all my movies, I invite them all. That's a lot of people. A lot. Well, you know, they're all busy, so if you... You know, I think the rule is if you invite a hundred people, three might come or something like that. Oh, that's a, that's not a great turnout. For no, people. that's uh, what happens when you hang out with busy people. All right, so uh, we're reaching towards the end of things, but I I, I want to ask you one more question before we go into our speed round. Uh, I'm a big Marvel fan, right? And I, as you, our listeners may know, your last Marvel film was Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, no spoilers. So wait, you're not going to let us know anything no. that happens in Endgame? No. Why not? I am contractually binded not to mention. Like I can't even say the name of the movie. Really? Well, yeah. it's out now. Like everyone knows the name that's going to be Avengers Endgame. And also, right. it comes out in like what, 3 months? Oh, well, then you got to wait 3 months. I mean, I can't spoil it for everyone. It, it, like this is going to be a bigger climax than when Darth Vader was Luke's father. I mean, that happened in the second movie. Like the the like the, this is I would say this is more of the Return of the Jedi. I would say the last movie was kind of like the Empire Strikes Back, like right. Infinity War. Like the bad guy wins, you know, and like that big thing happened at the end. Where uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this movie, but come on, it's it's been out for a year. You you should have watched it by now. You all du- turned to dust. Not all. I mean, half of everyone right. turns to dust. Well, you turned to dust. I did. Um. 
I gotta know if you like come back. I mean, I would like to know too. Wait, you you definitely shot this already. You know, have I? I'm dust. Maybe I don't come back and I didn't film it. Who knows? Okay, well, you seem pretty tight-lipped, so I guess we'll all have to wait and see. All right, we've reached the part of the show where we like to do a few speed rounds of questions. Basically, we play a couple games on this show. The first game we play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I have three names I'm going to list, and you tell me which category each name goes into. First name, Chris Evans. Second name, Chris Hemsworth. Third name, Chris Pine. Oh, my God. Yep, I went with the Chris's because you're notoriously the fourth Chris. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm the one, I would say maybe the most underappreciated Chris, I as far Chris, as looks-wise. I think Chris Pine is the most underappreciated Chris, because he's the one that wasn't he was in Star the Adventures. Trek, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's okay. also in Wonder Woman. He's, so we'll kill him. You're killing Chris Pine? We'll kill Chris. No, let's kill Chris Evans. He's, Wait, he's, killing Captain America? He's so beautiful, that'll easily move me up the rankings. Okay, so uh, this is all like personally like linked, right? What can help your career? I'll fuck Thor. You're you're fucking Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. So, I mean, so I'll marry Chris Pine. Yeah, I mean, I I think that like marrying Chris Pine is a safe bet. He seems nice enough, right? But yeah, Just killing Cap. Yeah, man. Someone that didn't die in Avengers: Infinity. Right. War. Maybe it's personal. Maybe it's personal. Yeah, maybe do, we we do, had wait, a, wait, does he die in Endgame? I don't know. Yes, you do. Do I? You definitely do. I don't read the scripts of my movies. <laughs> you own all of them and you screen them all in your house. Right. So, okay. All right. Well, the last game we play here is a little bit of a word association. Basically, I'm going to say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. All right. First word, commitment. Marriage. Antler. Deer. Drive. Nice. Award. Uh, Oscar. Star. Walk. Avenger. Endgames. Super. Man. Road. Runner. Rodeo. Clown. Marriage. Commitment. All right. Oh, well, that's about we circle. have time for today. I want to thank Chris Pratt for stopping by. Chris, is there anything you want to say to our audience before you head out? Uh, you asked me earlier. Uh, I really think people should go. This is an older movie, but five-year engagement. Five-year engagement? I loved my character in that. It was a lot of fun. It's a fun movie. It's probably about five, six years old now, uh, but people should really go see it. All right. Well, it go. stars Jason Segel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go see it. Oh, Brian yeah. Posehn's in it. Oh, that sounds like a nice, fun little cast there. Emily Blunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, just keeps getting better. So, five year engagement. Five year engagement. All right, listeners, go back and watch, watch uh, five year engagement. Maybe it's on a streaming service by this point. It's usually on FX every once in a while if you have cable. Okay. Um, Well, thank you for stopping by, Chris. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. again for listening to the yes and i am podcast this podcast has been completely improvised so instead of having the actual chris pratt here with us today has been my buddy paul Pilata. how's it going man oh man it is going great that was fun uh you seem to know a lot about chris pratt i love learning about people um i only read biographies i love biopics 
And like that knife thing, I forget where I learned that. I didn't know that. Like, I but don't th- it's like one of those random facts that just I've read along the way. And I, I, I know that he me. like just listened to like gangster rap all the time when he was living in Hawaii, and he really? like he has like a lot of like Eminem songs memorized and stuff. Yeah, because he'll like freestyle with them on like radio and stuff. There's like a famous clip of it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, he's. Uh, I wanted to push harder on the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing <laughs> because, like, it's weird. He got engaged the same year so he got in divorce. Maybe, I mean, it was a, you know, maybe the relationship and the marriage overlapped. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, hope not. I mean, I love. Yeah, you hope not. I love Anna Ferris. She's great. Yeah, you like to think that these people that we look up to are upstanding citizens. Yeah, I mean, but, like, I don't know. Also, she's like 10 years younger than him. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. She's like our age, actually. No way. Yeah. Because she's been around. No, no, no. Not Anna Faris. Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, well, scary movie. No, like... Anna Faris is in her 40s. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's weird that like he like, apparently she's like super religious too. And that like. Chris Pratt is now, like, super religious. It's, like, one of these Hollywood churches. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Because, like, a lot of people are hating on him because he's, like, Republican. I don't know if he's Republican. That's what I heard is that he goes to, like, a uh, Republican church and stuff. And That's so weird. I guess a Republican church don't... But you know, no, a conservative church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's so, it seems so out of character for him, especially because, like, he came from, like, the background of just, like, smoking weed in a van well, in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah... So maybe he's just conservative, but I think, yeah. But, you know, not like it's now getting stereotyped with like Republicans being, uh, which I don't really do politics. But I mean, hey, we try not to do politics on this show in general, but like, I don't know. I, I, I just like. I've seen someone tweet about it like, oh, I hate Chris Pratt because of this. And it was. I like, think they might just hate him because he's like Christian, which yeah. is a weird thing. I mean. I don't know. If he said some bad stuff, then that's one thing. Like, if he comes right. out as, like, an anti-vaxxer or someone that wants to build a wall to keep Mexicans out. Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th- that, that's completely understandable. No, I think he is, like, a big Christian, though, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, believe what you want to believe as long as it's not hurting anyone, as right. long as it's not infringing on people's rights, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, yeah. I like Chris Pratt. I like, because uh, I'm sure your listeners know we find out about it two seconds before yeah. it starts. I hope I'm not dropping some deep secret. No, no, no. That, that, that's, it's in the description of the podcast. Yeah. And so it's definitely, uh, I was like, Chris Pratt, okay. I was like thinking of movies and like like what, that five-year engagement. What is five-year engagement? I've never seen that film. Oh, man. It's where Jason Siegel and I'm pretty sure it's Emily Blunt, they get engaged. And uh, Chris Pratt plays Jason's like best friend and co-worker. And then uh, Jason and Emily end up being engaged for five years, and Chris impregnates Emily's sister, so they have to get married. It's a fun movie. That's weird. It was like the, during that time when Jason Siegel was doing a lot of romantic comedies. I yeah. Because he's, he's done a few. Um, I yeah, I want to say it was right after for, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Maybe a little after. I remember he had a uh, sex tape with Karen, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, That yeah. was not oh, yeah. great. Yeah. It was fun. I, I didn't watch it, but like I, I, I do this thing where I go to the Rotten Tomatoes, and if it's below a 50, I will not see it. Really? I yeah. do. I just watch everything. Yeah? I love watching movies. Like, because you make an opinion for yourself. I mean, do you, you ha- can't let the public dictate. Yeah, but you. like, 
It's usually right. Like, I, I have a high standard for movies. Like, I find that I love all movies. Really? I enjoy all, even if it's bad. Well, what's a notoriously bad movie that you like? Oh, I don't know if it's notorious bad, but uh, like Strange Wilderness. Have you ever? Yeah, I like Strange Wilderness. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. I don't know if that was bad. I don't no, know I just remember it would play on Comedy Central all the time. Yeah, it's one like, of those stupid comedies. Yeah, I'm, and I'm like, I'm generally more forgiving of stupid comedies as long as it doesn't do anything offensive. Right. Like, uh, like teens, two thousands, Adam Sandler. All of his comedies became like oddly offensive. The only one, and I just watched it the other day, it was on TV, was Chuck and Larry. Yeah, that one's offensive. <laughs> Jack and Jill, real bad. Is it? Yeah. Why? Uh, just like, he does. Stuff he says? Yeah, or? like, just like stereotypes. And it's just like not great humor. And that, like, yeah. that's my boy. I love that's my really love that's well, I thought that was so. Fun. I'm glad you're the audience for Adam Sandler because he needs one. No, he does great. Did you have you watched any of his Netflix stuff? Uh, I the ridiculous six was just stupid. Yeah, it's uh, not a good movie. It's just so stupid. It was uh, a bad movie. I didn't watch the do over. The do over wasn't bad. I I enjoyed the do over. I but watched I the cobbler. <laughs> the cobbler. <laughs> that, 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 you can't defend the cobbler. <laughs> it's, it's a bad movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have a weakness for Kevin James movies, so I even right. kind of enjoyed Pixels. Right. Josh Gad killed that. He was when he did the one uh, like is when he was like the Marine Sergeant. Like he would like almost black. I'm not proud like, of like liking Pixels, but like no, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, yeah, like it was I like notoriously movies, but, panned. But yeah, I th- like I thought Josh Gad was great in that movie. I don't know. I I I like when I see Adam Sandler and Kevin James. Like I, Grown Ups Two is horrible though. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched Grown Ups Two? Yeah, 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 yeah. The first one was great. The first one was he fun. actually wrote it back in SNL. He really? wrote that Grown Ups one while like they were still all in SNL. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kevin James's part would have been played by Chris Farley had he still be alive. Interesting. Well, I mean, Adam Sandler and Kevin and James seem to be like best friends. No, though. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Anytime Shaq is in a movie, <laughs> I don't care what. Shit. Did you watch Uncle Drew? Oh yeah, I haven't seen Uncle Drew. You yet. haven't? It's fun. <laughs> See, but the, I don't trust you now. <laughs> you can't. No, it's fun. I mean, it depends what you're looking. Like, are you like, oh, it's got to have a good story? Like, I, I think it just needs to be like strong. Like it, the jokes need to be like good. <laughs> yeah, it has little rail in it. Uncle Drew, who I yeah. like a lot. I mean, uh, it's Kyrie Irving's first starring role. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only. <laughs> uh, he wants to be like, I think he wants to become Uncle Drew. I think he's leaving Boston to go to New York. That's my hot take. My hot Ooh, s- hot sports take Ooh. for the episode. Did, what do you think? Uh, can we talk sports? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, about- why? This is, this is the part of the podcast that a lot of people skip and they forget <laughs> that it exists. So let's talk some sports. What uh, What do you think about that? Are you a Knicks fan? No, I, I, I am a Celtics fan. Celtics. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I was going to ask what you thought about that. You can see my Celtics hat right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You said the other day, all Boston. Yeah. I was going to ask what you thought about that KP trade with the Knicks. Oh, Kristaps Porzingis? I think the Knicks got fleeced. Do they get two first-rounders? Yeah. They get Dennis Smith, who last year was a rookie of the year candidate. What are are first-rounders worth if the team's good? Like They should have gotten Don Cheech. 
Like, oh, that, well, that no, that that's the rookie, right? Yeah, no, that never. The only reason KP wanted to go there was to play with him. Yeah, but like Mavericks I, I, ain't trading him. I mean, you got like De- they got DeAndre Jordan, who's like half of what DeAndre Jordan used to be. Right. Well, they said he, you know he's a free agent. He's good done after this year anyway. Is if he going to retire? Well, I don't, he won't be with the Knicks. Oh, okay. They did it because they got rid of Tim Hardaway's salary. salary and Courtney Lee's, so now they have the money this off season. But Courtney Lee couldn't have been that big. He was overpriced. Yeah, I mean, but like Courtney Lee's been in the league for like right. ever. He's been on like every team. Knicks give out shitty contracts, but now they have money to sign two max free agents. Yeah, so people are saying so they can Durant go get and Kyrie. Durant and Kyrie. You know, so to me, but what if they don't get them? That's a risk you got to take. Then they're they're porked then. Yeah, they're, who knows? KP, I think he's like the first seven footer or something. Like, there's not many who are like coming back from ACL. He may never be the same again. I don't know. I I, I think Chris Stops is like a, a generational player. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I they don't make centers like that that can shoot threes anymore. No, right, right. So. I mean, I mean, but if they get KD, then it's like pointless. Like, well, then that's your direct replacement. Right. Whatever. Anyways, that was sports talk on Yes and I Am. Yeah. If, if you if you're not into sports, you can tune back on your podcast now because we're gonna talk a little bit about Paul. Paul, you next time I'll be Tyler Hansborough. Hansborough. Who's Tyler Hansborough? Uh, he uh he was a Tar Heel great. Oh, was he playing when like Jordan was playing? No, he was um, early to mid two thousands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's when I hated the Tar Heels because uh. <laughs> All right, turn your podcast down. We're talking more sports. I went to the University of Rhode Island, and uh, during that time period, yeah, uh, uh, North Carolina went to the NITs. Um, th- th- that's the tournament that, like, if you don't make the uh, big NC- one, yeah, it's it's the one that takes place in New York, and uh, the University of Rhode Island was in it, and they like faced uh, North Carolina in the finals of that, right. And like there was just some real bullshit calls. Oh, yeah, it was. I'm I'm sorry, but like this is personal. Oh yeah, no, I mean, dude, Rhode Island never gets to win anything. I, I just wanted to win something then, and uh, yeah, we're we're off. We're, we're having a horrible season this year. It's not great. We're, like it's almost a 500 team. That's okay. That's not okay, especially in the A10. <laughs> It would be okay if they were playing in, like, the Big Ten or uh, the ACC, but, like, no, they're, 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 they're porked. Yeah. Um, all right, turn your uh, podcast we're back. back. We're back. All right, so, Paul, you're an actor, improviser in the city. What yeah. do you do? What, what do you have going on? Uh, so, uh, select Fridays. They have shows every Friday. But Actually, let's go back to sports one more thing. Do it. Yeah. Um, so... Paul and I were having a conversation the other night about Mark Cuban because Mark Cuban, like he was like, Paul was going, Oh, he's going to show up to this improv show. I'm like, there's no way he's going to show up. Not only did, cause it was, the show was, uh, improvised shark tank, uh, produced by Kendall Keener. Yeah. And, uh, it just so happened. It's in New York, like on 36. So two streets from Madison square garden, who just so happened to be playing the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, the Knicks night. were playing the Mavericks. Right. Could, do you think that deal happened and then he saw improv? 
what? Oh, ooh, like he he had to know. Did he trade for Kristaps Porzingis? At, like he's like texting during the show. Yeah, sure, make the trade. Yeah, because like th- these things happen back to back. Oh yeah. No, because it was the very next day that trade happened. Yeah, it was official. Yeah. So it had to have been in the works at least the night before. And not only did Mark Cuban show up, but he brought the other two. Uh, Mr. Wonderful. I don't really watch it. Mr. And Wonderful, the bald guy, and yeah, then the... Uh, Barbara Corcoran. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I wish I, I missed out on that, but like... And I, I was like, um, no, it I, was I, cold. I didn't want to walk. It would be funny to think that like Mark Cuban's like making this like... Uh, Franchise changing trade while right. like at this Watching tiny this tiny improv theater. Watching Matt Vita play him. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Vita, friend of the show, has been on here twice. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, Shameless but, plug. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, I, I, it's not plugging. I'm just giving people props for coming on to my little podcast. But. Do you have anything to plug, Paul? Now, we're going to get into what you're up to. Yeah, I'm up to nothing. Uh, I'm on a... So, with the armory... uh, Uh, That's at the tank? At the tank, 36th Street and 8th Avenue, right around... I don't know the exact numbers. Uh, I am on a house team softball who... uh, I mean, I don't want to brag, but we're pretty good. Who who else is on that team? Oh, man. Uh, Who do we got? We got Andy Fitch... Uh, Sonia Nam, Ali Majerizuki. I'm waiting for you to name someone that's been on their show. Uh, Maggie McKinnon, uh, Jabri, uh, Noldry, I don't uh, Joy Masters, Sue Whittacombe, and Billy Fenderson. None of those None people. None of them. I'm the fine. I, I really only know you and Sonia out of oh, that yeah. list. You should get Sonia. She'd yeah, be, she'd be she great would be on the great show. great at this, yeah. Yeah. She's great at everything. Yeah, no, I've I've done uh, like some jams with her. She's real cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you that when do you guys perform? So the shows are Friday at nine thirty at the Tank. Uh, we we you there's eight teams on a rotating schedule. Four teams go up a Friday. So, so it's every other week. About, about like sometimes we'll perform two weeks, have two weeks off. Uh, so you can just go to the armorycomedy.com, mm-hmm. look up schedule. Make sure softball's playing when you go because, mm. I don't, again, I don't want to brag, but we're pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, yeah, go check them out. And uh, if you, you want to find any of your uh, dates, if you're doing an indie team show or something, where can they find that stuff? I don't plug. You don't plug? <laughs> you don't promote horrible. your shows? I do. So everyone, I try to once a month. I don't think I'm doing it in February. I'll, I'll hopefully start back in March. The Benny Winters show uh, is like an improvised Jerry Springer that I host. Uh, I'm not as good as Jerry, but maybe you could like, Hey, you guys got Mark Cuban. Maybe you can get Jerry. To That's come. what I'm hoping. Yeah. Maybe he's in town. Uh, no, you can follow me on Instagram at simply appalling. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. that's all the good stuff. Yeah, sounds good. If you guys want to follow us on your Instagram, if you guys, <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is uh, live. Um, we're recording right oh now. Oh my god, it's live. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to find Welcome a- to the radio show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at yes and I am. Also, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Wininger Words. Uh, I'll plug shows that I'm doing. Uh, follow my sketch team, Ratitude. We perform once a month at the People's Improv Theater. We're one of the super free Sketch Tuesday teams. We got some fun stuff in store. And, and you don't mean to brag, but 
What, 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 what do I mean? I don't mean to brag, but it's no, I, I'm plugging my s- stuff. Right, you got to say I don't want to brag, but we're pretty good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I I don't even catch when I do that anymore. Also, no, I did it. That's okay. what I'm saying you got to do it. All right, you didn't do it. That's I mean, the problem. Yeah, I, we, I'll we, let you talk. Yeah. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> All right. Uh, also, if you want to give us a uh, five-star review on iTunes, that'd be greatly appreciated because it helps more people find the show, and that keeps us happy. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you all next time. Bye.